back, everyone. This is The Changelog, where a member-supported blog, podcast, and weekly email covering what's fresh and what's new in open source. Check out the blog at thechangelog.com, our past shows at 5x5.tv slash changelog, and you're listening to episode 123. Jared and I, we caught up with Chad Whitaker, the founder of GitUp, and we talked to him about what's new this year with GitUp and the directions they're taking. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Rackspace, CodeShip, and TopTal. We'll tell you a bit more about CodeShip and TopTal later in the show, but our friends at Rackspace, they continue to dedicate themselves to support the open source and developer community, and they're doing it even more so with their developer discount. Now you can go make something awesome on them. Uh, People who listen to the show, you're, you're makers. Each day you get up thinking of something new, awesome and amazing and you want to put your imagination and your skills to work and Rackspace would like to give you something special just to say thank you so sign up today for their developer discount and get $300 in free cloud services on your Rackspace cloud account this discount applies to new products like their performance cloud servers and cloud queues as well you're even eligible for early access to new features and products that they roll out so that's that's pretty cool Make something awesome and get started today. Go to developer.rackspace.com slash devtrial. And now, on to the show. We're joined today by an awesome friend, previous uh, previous person that's been on the show before, Chad Whitaker, founder of GitUp. Uh, I'm Adam Stachowiak, and we also have the managing editor, Jared Santo, on the show. So we got uh, three people on the call today, a fun show lineup. It's kind of like a... Uh, it's definitely like a reconvening, right, Chad? Because you were on the show almost to the day this time last year. Absolutely. And Our, uh, our annual May call, our check-in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and you got a birthday coming up soon. Not personally, but get it. All right. Yep. Get it. Get it is going to be two years old on June 1st. June 1st. Wow. A couple weeks here. Scary, right? You know, this has been a really big milestone in my mind since I started. I've kind of thought... Two years is is the amount of time I've given myself to work on this and see if this is going to go anywhere. So we're coming up on that milestone. So it is scary, maybe, yeah, uh, kind of definitely a, a chance to reflect, uh, you know, on what's happened the past couple of years and where we are. So uh, when you say that, uh, does that does that mean there may be no future in GitHub, or are you thinking about quitting it? I mean, what's well, that uh, was the question, right? Okay, the right. Question, the question. <laughs> so what's was, the answer? <laughs> yeah, uh, the the answer is full steam ahead. Uh, that's the good news. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of said, all right, I'm going to be heads down, and I'm going to just go for it, right? And I'm not going to pay attention to you know how fast we're growing, or you know how well we're doing, or what's going on with it. I'm not. I'm going to kind of like stay heads down and, and just work and plow ahead on it. And then at that two-year mark, that's when I'll come up for air and say, all right, where are we? You know, is this thing, uh, you know, is this thing going to work? Is this going anywhere? Do I still love working on it? Do I not love working on it? Um, you know, and make a decision. And, you know, the bottom line is I still love working on it. And we're growing <laughs> for how deep we've set the plow I'm pretty encouraged by our growth. Um, when I compare myself to others, I get discouraged. But when I look at GitHub itself and realize that it's something I still believe in and love doing, uh, you know, then I'm encouraged. So, you know, the short answer is yes, we're, we're moving ahead, full steam ahead on GitHub. 
so Chad, for those of us who weren't around last May, I think that was episode mm-hmm. 87, if, if anyone wants to go back and listen. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us briefly the GitUp uh, elevator pitch? Yes. GitUp is a way to give money every week to people and teams you believe in. So the mission of GitUp is actually to enable an economy of gratitude and generosity. Uh, and practically what that means, the way we're instantiating that is, giving money every week to people you believe in, right? So you're using somebody's open source libraries and you really appreciate the work that, you're, that they're doing and you want to show your appreciation and gratitude and you want to support them. GitUp is a way to do that uh, by setting up a weekly recurring donation to them as small as a penny up to $100 a week. And it's a no strings attached gift. That's, uh, that's, one of the, that, that's where GitUp is on the scale of crowdfunding from mm. like investment through, you know, Kickstarter, I'm getting a sticker, I'm getting a product, you know, GitUp is on the far end where this is really, uh, this is really a gift. So you don't tell them I'm funding you towards this goal. And as long as you're working on that goal. Yeah, exactly. It's really like a a patronage model. It's like, Mm. I believe in the work you do and I want you to do more of it. You know, I trust that you're going to take this money and you're going to do awesome stuff with it, you know? So it's really trying to, yeah, trying to dial in on that. Like, I believe in you keep doing awesome stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's what that's what that's what we're doing, and we've been. Um, so I guess to uh, to recap where we're at, we've got we're coming up on three thousand active users, and uh, I guess we could check. So it was a year ago, was it? Yeah, let's, let's yep. check our charts real quick. Almost of the day, yeah. Okay, so we've got. Uh, let's check the charts real quick. So right now we've got. 28,000 or you know 2,887. So we're coming up on 3,000 weekly users. That's people who either give or receive or both on the site. And we moved uh, $13,400. What was it yesterday? So we're up over $13,000. Let's go back. Let's dial it back a year. Um, so that would be week 50. I'm looking at the gitip.com slash about slash charts HTML. And two years or a year ago, we were at. 1,000 users, and what, about $3,000? Wow. Yes. So we've grown, we've grown, it looks like, uh, 1,800 users, so, you know, almost 200%, and then, uh, and it looks like $1,000, or $10,000. We've grown $10,000, which would be, what, quickly, uh, you know, 4X, 5X over a year ago. You know, so that's not nothing. Um that's you know, huge, it's, man. I mean, it's that's not quite a, a hockey stick, but like I said, for as deep mm-hmm. as we set the plow, I'm, I'm I'm pretty encouraged for where we're at. So I'm looking at these charts here on your mm-hmm. slash about slash charts. You have oh. uh, withdrawals. It looks like the the weekly gifts, like you said, is thirteen four forty four, and your withdrawals is at seventy eight sixty. So right. is the rest is that differential just what's being traded inside of GitUp or not traded, but given escrowed? Yeah, we would say escrowed inside of GitUp. So cool. yeah, GitUp is like this bubble within or this loop or this uh, circle within the larger economy, right? So mm-hmm. you move money into GitUp, uh, you shuffle it around inside of GitUp, and then you pull it out the other side, uh, right? So there is an amount of money which is actually if you click on the stack link that's at the top of that page i think we're at like 100k escrowed within GitUp right now something like that it's mm-hmm. coming up yeah a little over 100k is escrowed in GitUp. yeah so you know we we doubled we doubled three times last year uh every four or five months and then looking at these charts we've kind of slowed the past month or two but i don't know it's it's hard to read these things sometimes but yeah the the mm-hmm. past the past month or two it's started to flatten a little bit and kind of scratching our head a little bit about that. I mean, the way, the way I'm seeing it is that last year, okay, so the, for, the first, for the first year, 2012, started in the middle of the year, 
And the name of the game was, you know, we came out of the gate pretty fast and it was encouraging. And then it was all about transitioning from uh, working on GitHub as a side project to me personally working on it full time. That was 2012. So by the end of 2012, I was working on GitHub full time. So when I talked to you guys last year uh, in May, you're still you know, in transition. Been, yeah, well, I I I pretty much transitioned into GitHub full time. But then the challenge in in 2013 was, let's go from just Chad working on it to a team working on it, right? Because you know, you know, Zuckerberg isn't the only one working on Facebook, right? Um, you know, what? it it takes a team to build a product, right? And that's no different for an open product than for anything else or any other company. Uh, you know, so that was that was really the name of the game in 2013. Was let's go from just Chad. You know, I'm not building GitHub. I'm building a team that's building GitHub. Is something that I think. I think Kenneth wasn't Kenneth on the call last year. I believe mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think he brought up that quote I I put out there that yeah, this year we're you know I'm not building GitHub. I'm building a team that's building GitHub. And so that's what 2013 was about, and it worked. Um, in January of this year, so January 2014, we had our first annual GitHub Company Retreat, which I hosted here at, at my house in Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh, during the polar vortex. <laughs> so nice time. The middle is, yeah, exactly. It's horrible <laughs> winter. We, um, we convinced we had a dozen people fly in. Uh, is that your probably, team, 12 people? That's the, that's the folks that traveled to Pittsburgh, right? Mm. So we had a wider team because, I mean, it's like any open source project. You've got, uh, you've, you've got a core of people that are really committed, and then you've got this much wider cloud of people that are interested, you know, but it's a long tail, right? It's like, mm. uh, so I think at that point we probably had 60 or 70 people, quote unquote, on the team, uh, which specifically means that they're, uh, they are, they're listed on the team on GitHub. GitHub is funded on GitHub, and we have this Teams feature where when you give money to GitHub, the question is how do we split that? So we split that 70 ways, and so those 70 people are, are kind of our wider, our wider base, and then out of that 70 people, a dozen of them came to Pittsburgh uh, for our meetup in January. Um, yeah, so you know, that, was, that, was kind of a, that was a milestone for us. That was a success, right? Like, yes, we've got a team. This is real. You know, my wife's like, wait, there's people besides you that are working on GitHub, right? Because, like, you know, I do it all on the internet. She wouldn't see it in real life, right? It's like, here's all these people in my house all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> you know, Chad, yeah. Other They're people, real. People, He's yeah, not people kidding People believe around. in this besides Chad. Yeah, people believe in this besides Chad. Yes, exactly. I've always wondered at what your wife thinks of it because um, oh, you're yeah. really public. Yeah. So last year we kind of made fun uh-huh. of you in some degree for <laughs> – Sharing your address and your yeah. uh, phone number, and yeah. you know the security issues that may come up from that, uh, especially as you get more and more infamous. With, I mean, and, and to yeah. some degree, you're pretty open about your very opinionated ways, and some don't agree with you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there there haven't been any disasters as far as that goes this past year. Knock on wood, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, look, there's risks in life, you know, and you can be, you know, I always think of the nickel mine, uh, wasn't that the, the Amish shooting, wasn't that nickel mine, Pennsylvania or whatever, right? It's like, you can be Amish, you can be living out in the countryside, you know, totally disconnected, like not sharing, you know, like the least uh, connected in public person, right? All right. And still, some nut job is going to bring a gun into your school and, and shoot all your kids, you know? So it's not like, I don't know. I'm not a statistician by training, but I don't know. I, I don't think 
I, you know, my gut says it's not safer uh, than not, right? It's like there, what are the chances of, of having, uh, you know, having somebody do you harm, you know, what, what, what causes that? What makes you more likely to, to be hurt than not? Um, and, you know, this is, this is a point at which I need to pause uh, in the light of a conversation I've especially been having last night. I mean, <laughs> there, you know, I'm a rich white male. I enjoy lots of privilege. And that's, uh, that's my experience of being open on the Internet is absolutely, uh, what's the word, uh, shaped uh, by, by that, right? Um, you know, if <laughs> there's this man we're we're getting in deep right off the bat so one of the things that's happened one of one of the one of the unexpected turn of events over the past year is that gitip is for activists right like mm-hmm. we came out of the gate and we we're like gitip is for open source and we're going to fund open source on gitip and we're doing some of that but the the largest receivers on gitip and everybody you know everybody but uh you know the 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 top receivers board on gitip is activists uh, gender activists and uh, feminist activists, right? Mm. Uh, so that that was a left turn from, uh, you know, from my point of view. It's 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 kind of a head scratcher for me. It's like, uh, you know, all right, uh, cool. This is one of those cases where it's like, you know, you don't know how your product's going to be used. You know, it's, it's like your users drive your product, right? Right. Uh, and and y- y- there's always those surprises in building a product. It's like, oh my gosh, like I never anticipated that it would be used this way, but here it is being used this way. Mm. You know, and I have anticipated that, you know, I've, I've always wanted for GitHub to grow beyond uh, just open source, right? And, uh, and, and it's done that, you know, so that's, that's definitely a success. Um, but what it means is that I'm learning a lot, right? I'm, I'm getting lots of feedback because now, and we're actually last night was kind of where it started coming to a head. Like there's been this mounting tension a little bit, uh, you know, because there's all these activists and using GitHub and being funded on it. But there's mm-hmm. been a little bit of a disconnect, um, you know, because I'm not a feminist. I'm not an activist. You know what I mean? It's like that's that hasn't been my, uh, you know, driving concern on GitHub. And so, yeah, so I feel like we're just starting to, not just starting, but um, I'm, I'm looking for how to establish a relationship with those users, right? Those people, those users of mine on GitHub. It's like, all right, um, let, let's talk. Let's get to know one each other. Let's get to know one another. Let's get to know each other. Um, you know, let me understand where you're coming from and how you're using the platform, what your needs are on it and, what, and whatnot. Uh, and you can get to know me a little bit because, as you said, I am uh, – you know, leading a fairly opinionated online life in this uh, way of doing open things, right? Open companies and open calls. You know, I love that we're live streaming this here, and and I'm very comfortable with that. Um, you know, but I'm I'm hearing a lot of uh, different feedback, and I'm trying to take that on board, and that's that's part of the adventure right now. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I Bring saw some. I think there was some retweeting going of some GitHub. I think even the GitHub account perhaps retweeted some criticism coming. Oh, yeah. uh, your way, and then I was surprised to find that the criticism was coming from one of the top receivers on your homepage. I love it, right? Yeah, and I was kind of like, oh, well, that's interesting. That's, I think it's great. You know, uh, I mean, Shanley was uh, the one I was talking to last night, and yeah, she is one of the top receivers, um, and right, and she's, you know, a very opinionated person in her own right, and has, uh, you know, a fairly brusque approach to online conversation. And so, I don't know, though, it's, I don't know, oh, it felt, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. 
Well, you get into a situation where you can really, you know, like you, you know, you had said you started get up and they even let's maybe rewind a tiny bit to kind of give some foundation to some of the conversation we're having right now, which is, uh, and to my understanding, you, you've started this to fund open source to some degree. So that's also a reason why it's called get up. And some people call it get tip. Yeah. You know, so so stem from, it, you know, yes. get GitHub, you know, open source movement. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, to definitely to an extent, uh, you know, it started when I first bought the domain. I was like, oh my gosh, we need a tip jar for GitHub. You know, I was thinking, I was sitting in my in my nice cushy corporate job, you, you know, totally bored out of my mind, and it was like, oh, I would love to just work on my web framework all day long. You know, this Aspen web framework that I've got. Like, what would I need to do? Like, why? You know, what if there were a tip jar on GitHub, and then I would be freed up to work on open source stuff all day long? So that was the that was the uh, beginning of it, and how I named it. Get it, get tip exactly. It was how it started. Really quickly, I mean, I think I invented it in right around this time, okay, May 11th, and then launched it three weeks later. Was the zero with payday, and you know, within those three weeks, even uh, it it changed from being just uh, just a tip jar for GitHub to you know what, this is a lot bigger. This could be a lot bigger. I actually almost named it Logstown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Logstown is the name of the Indian village that I that, that is now present day Ambridge where I live, right? Uh, you know, so it's just a a, a local thing here, and, and so I bought the domains a few years ago, Logstown Comnet Norg, and you know had those domains sitting around. So I was like, well, maybe I'll use this. I'll use Logstown. Then my brother in laws I don't know. Funny side story. My bro- my brother in law was like, "No, man, that that makes me think I'm going to the washroom." He always calls yeah. it the washroom. It's <laughs> like so that makes me think I'm going to the washroom. He's like, "Just stick with Git Tip. Git Tip is nice because it has like the I T T I. It's like very parallel and everything. So it's a nice name." Uh, you know, he's not a geek at all. He's a, he's a scientist and a musician, but he's not a programmer uh, necessarily. Not an open source guy. Uh, yeah, so he was like, "Just call it Git Tip. It's okay." And so I was like, "All right, well, you know." He didn't know anything about GitHub or anything, right? He just thought the name was, you know, cool and memorable or whatever. Yeah, and, and didn't like Logstown. So, so right. But my point is that even even by the time we launched, uh, you know, I was already thinking that this is going to be bigger than open source. Uh, you know, but that's you're right. That's where it started. So now I like to say that that GitHub is related to GitHub in the same way that WikiLeaks is related to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. You know, in other words, they're not really connected at all. But through this historical accident, uh, you know, there's some a little bit of brand confusion going on there. But I think there's some you have some signal, signaling uh, towards that end on the homepage where it's who inspires you, and there's a form, and the, it's enter a Twitter username. Yeah, that's what so you when, start. And GitHub is in the select box, but right. it's not the first thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so so it's awesome that um, you know that Shanley and Ash and everybody else. Uh, you know, not that they're not all programmers, but, you know, more folks start activism. I mean, that's great. That's perfect. That's what we want. We want, you know, I want it to expand uh, beyond open source. It's done that. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a, a win in my view from the past year. Um, but yeah, we are having some interesting conversations around, you know, the whole open company idea and what that means, uh, you know, how, how you balance Okay, so my goal with open companies, get it, we call it an open company, meaning we share as much as possible, we charge as little as possible, and then we're funded on a pay-what-you-want basis on GitHub itself. And you know, my driving motivation, open company is not an end in itself for me. Open company is part of uh, this uh, vision of living a life of gratitude and generosity, 
you know, I don't, I don't want to hide my stuff. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to work on proprietary things. I want to share the stuff I work on. I want to give the stuff away for free that I work on, you know, um, you know, just as a matter of principle and how I want to live my life. I want to, I want to share what I have, um, as much as possible. And, you know, so that's where I'm coming from with open companies, but then, uh, you know, what Shanley was feeding back last night and I've heard from others is, you know, it's really threatening if you experience a lot of harassment online to think about, I have to sneeze one sec. <laughs> <laughs> the first well, super an, loud sneeze on the change log. <laughs> that was an epic sneeze, wasn't it? <laughs> I did manage to get my microphone away from my face. <laughs> That's all awesome, right. like a Looney Back. Tunes cartoon. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, right. So, uh, so what I'm hearing is, you know, there's there's people for whom, uh, you know, the internet is a very much more threatening place than it is for me, right? And you're getting lots of death threats and rape threats and whatnot, and that's really, you know, uh, terrible, right? That's, yeah. that's horrible. Like, uh, you know, <coughs> goodness, sorry. Um, and so, you know, for someone like that, uh, the idea of putting even more online and, uh, you know, exposing yourself even more, uh, you know, obviously comes across as like a WTF, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, but <laughs> that, that's the conversation we're having, I think. So we're dancing around this idea of radical yeah. transparency. I think that's really what yeah. the, the, the phrase that was being used and it's uh, – yeah. we even said, you know, you're infamous to some degree because not only have you had – maybe some abrasions here, but also with journalists that don't really appease to the way you yeah. want to operate of being open. So you've kind of had some angst and some um, yeah. abrasions with other people too. So it's not just your user base, yeah. it's it's others too, because you want to be radically transparent about who you are and what you do with your company and what you're doing yeah. for the community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, okay. So I don't experience it as abrasions, right? Uh, I, I mean, it's an opportunity cost when I, um, turned down TechCrunch. That was kind of kicked a lot of this off. You know, I got an interview uh, opportunity with TechCrunch and I had just been starting to experiment with, uh, I think I'd started using the phrase open company at that point, but, uh, you know, hadn't started really pushing open calls and, and whatnot. And, you know, decided to, heard from TechCrunch and, you know, said, all right, I'm going to go for it. Let's do this as an open call. And it's an opportunity cost, right? Because like, I know that there's a pretty good chance they're going to say no, Right. And it's my decision to live with the consequences. They say no, and I don't get an interview in TechCrunch. And so, like, I'm fine with that, right? Like, I'm fine not getting an interview in TechCrunch. So I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't know. And then more recently, um, Jason Calacanis reached out to me on email, uh, the, the angel investor, uh, reached out to me on email and, and podcaster in his own right, et cetera, entrepreneur, he reached out to me on email and said, um, you know, would you like to have, a, you know, I'm interested in having a conversation with you. And I said, all right, great. Let's do it as a hangout. Right. And, you know, I was, I was working with this uh, person, another person setting it up and, and kind of got the ball rolling. And then Jason was like, whoa, 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 you know, not cool. You know, it's like, all right, crap. I, <laughs> I just shot myself in the foot again. Right. It's an opportunity cost and it's an opportunity cost that I do feel. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's a decision that I'm making, you know, in full knowledge that it's, you know, this is the, this is the path I've kind of chosen for myself, kind of painting myself in this corner, uh, you know, but, you know, get is still growing well enough and, and we're still doing well enough that, you know, I haven't felt fundamentally that it's the wrong decision yet. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's still the way I'm, I'm going, you know, but I'm, I am trying to hear these other voices like, uh, Shanley's especially and, and, and that side of things. 
Because it's not an absolute. It's not an end in itself. The, the purpose, you know, in my mind, what I'm trying to do with open companies is, is, is bust open governments and corporations. Like, I look at government and I look at corporations. I look at Snowden, right? That's something that happened in the past year, you know, since we talked last. I look at Snowden. I look at the NSA um, and, you know, and WikiLeaks, you know, in their own time. And, and you know, that's crappy. I don't like that, right? So what am I going to do about it? Um, you know, my activism in this regard, you know, I, I see that. And my answer is um, I'm going to try and, and live my own life in a way that's, you know, n- that, that's not closed in secret, right? I'm going to try and live, I'm, I'm going to try and create the system in that, I don't know, in, in which Snowden is a moot point, right? In, you know, in which there's nothing to leak in the first place, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, you know, which isn't for everybody, and that's fine. But like, that's that's where I'm coming from with this, right? It, it's not transparency for its own sake, and it, you know, it can come across kind of cartoonish on the internet because that's the internet, right? Like, that's uh, you know, that's memes. It's like boiling stuff down to their you know caricatured essentials. But uh, you know, obviously, it's more sophisticated than that, right? Like, I've got people on my team that don't do video calls for one reason or another. You know, well, we have a daily stand-up every day at noon. Uh, you know, that we use Google Hangouts for and we live stream, right? So I've got this, you know, <clears throat> quite apart from kind of the high level, abstract level discussion I was having with Shanley last night, like there's real concrete realities in, in, in my life and in running my business that are already, uh, you know, that have already called into question the absoluteness of this open ideal and, and, and you know, have been forcing not forcing because I want it, right? It's like, we're trying to nuance this. I don't want, you know, open company isn't a cartoon. It's a reality, right? I want it to be real. And that means taking into account, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the sophistication of it and the nuance of it. Um, and we're already dealing with that. So we, so in the case of the standups and people not wanting to be on video for, for various reasons, um, that's fine. So we just, we, we take their standup report in IRC and we read it uh, you know, we read it on the video and they watch the video from wherever, right? And so then, you know, it's not violating uh, their, uh, <clears throat> the, their own, what do I want to say, their own terms of privacy that they've negotiated with the internet, you know, because we each have to negotiate our own relationship with the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that looks different for different people. And, uh, you know, GitHub and open companies are not about railroading people into one single right way, dogmatic way to do it. Um, I'm saying, look, I am privileged, and as much as possible, I'm going to share my privilege with as many people as possible. You know, that's what I'm trying to do here. And you know, if you're coming at it from a different point of view, I'm going to respect you. I'm not going to violate your confidentiality, your privacy. We do have private channels. Support at GitHub.com is a confidential channel. Um, you know, my phone number, that's a confidential channel. Well, except for the NSA, right? Um, you know, but, uh, they listen to their users. You got to give them credit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But you know, I I don't violate confidentiality, you know, uh, and, and when I do, that's a bug and I try to apologize for it. Let's pause the show for just a minute and give a shout out to our sponsor, CodeShip. CodeShip is a hosted continuous deployment service that just works. You can easily set up continuous integration for your application today in just a few steps and automatically deploy your code when all your tests pass. CodeShip has great support for lots of languages, test frameworks, 
as well as notification services. They easily integrate with GitHub or Bitbucket and can deploy your code to cloud services like Heroku, AWS, Nojitsu, Google App Engine, or even your own servers. Setup takes only three minutes and you can get started today with their free plan and make sure you use the code THECHANGELAWPODCAST to get a 20% discount for three months on any plan you choose. Again, that code is the changelog podcast, and you're going to get a 20% discount for three months on any plan you choose. Head to codeship.io and tell them the changelog sent you. So, you know, I have to admit on, on that front there, because there was at least two times, uh, I, I, probably like you, I have, I'm an idea guy. I try and think and Jeremy, you can back me up on this. I try to think outside the box. And I try to be a dreamer yeah. to some degree. And my wife is probably, if she's listening to this, which she's not live, but maybe she listens yeah. to it later. I don't know why. But okay. uh, she's she's probably thinking, like, absolutely, he's a dreamer. But there's been <laughs> several times that I'm like, I yeah. want to align what we're doing with the changelog and open source and support yeah. and just yeah. in general encouragement to the yeah. community and the beautiful things that are coming from it. There's been several times I want to chat with you, and I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't <sighs> mind making it open. It's just it's so early, the idea is so fresh. It you know, I'm just not quite you know, cool with being so open <sighs> like you are. And I hesitated to reach out cuz I thought, you know, you'd be like, yeah, we can't have that conversation because I have to do it on Google Hangouts. Oh, this just got real, Adam. <laughs> this just got real, Stack. This is great cuz you're right. Yeah, you and I, we've interacted a bit. I I, I don't remember, remember the, the you probably remember the email. I'm like, "Hey, can we a, talk?" An and I never responded cuz I was like, you, we got to do it open. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I just couldn't get past it, and I got busy again. So, yeah. you know, there's that span of time there. So, I can appreciate someone extreme like, like Shanley in her case, where she's getting yeah. threats, and obviously, right. there's certain, like you said, negotiated privacy terms you have with the internet for right. someone right. like her in her position, and someone even like my position still yeah. having reservations. You know? Yeah, yeah. And what I want to say is, dude, I love you. You know, and like, I'm, I'm not out to force you to do anything that you're not comfortable doing. Right. And, you know, it, it, it seems like where that leaves us is a bit of an opportunity cost on, on both of our sides. Yeah. Right. It's like um, and there's so there's some, you know, there's some sadness on my end for that. It's like, well, you know, yeah, it would, it would be nice to work together. Right. But yeah, I've I don't know. We have similar <laughs> interests, I would say, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap. And so. Um, you know, I, but it, look, it's a tricky thing all around, right? Like, and you know, we've each got our life outside the internet too, right? Like there's plenty of stuff that you're not finding out about me on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I'm, I'm bigger than wit five, three, seven, and you know, you're bigger than Adam stack. Like we've all got these fuller, richer lives. And, you know, part of where I'm coming from is like, uh, you know, I, I I want to, I want to privilege that a little bit too, you know, it's like, look, like it's, it's maybe okay if, you know, if, if we don't get to pursue this together because we've each, you know, our lives are abundantly rich, right? It's like, we've all got plenty of relationships and plenty of things to work on, plenty of projects on the internet and fun stuff to do. And then, you know, families and, and, and kids and, you know, and dogs and cats and, you know, just like stuff we love doing, right? And I don't know, life, life is abundantly rich and, uh, I don't know, I can only feel so bad for so long for like, for losing an opportunity over that because it's, you know, because life is so rich and because it's, I don't know, those are, those are kind of the terms I've negotiated for myself is like, part of it is that it is a limiting factor, right? I think I actually say this, I posted a, 
a blog post about my interview policy or a web page. I put it up on my website, right? It's like, here's my interview policy. And in there I say, you know, maybe I'm being narcissistic. Like we all have to manage our time somehow. And this, you know, this turns out to be one way to do it, right? It's like, it, it's, I don't know, man. If there was, if there's something, if there's like a real, if there's a real safety concern or a security concern, of course, I'm going to take any phone call and keep it private and confidential, right? So, uh, you know, if you, if you really, you know, if anybody, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to get the impression that's a baseline, right? I'm, I'm talking out loud. I'm blabbing. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. It's okay. Am I going in the right no, direction? Yeah. You know, there's like, so, so it has to be, there, there have to be these tiers to it, right? It's like, so fundamental foundational, if there's, if there's a security concern or a safety concern or a personnel issue in the case of people actually working on GitHub, like a sensitive personnel issue, I'm handling that pri- privately. Like no questions asked. Give me a call, you know, private message me, you know, show up my house. I mean, I've had, you know, yes, yeah, GitHub collaborators show up at my house, right? And like you don't hear about that on the internet until just now, right? Like and that's like stuff in a is, bad way or in a good way? Uh, good way. Like, good hey, way. can we Absolutely. hack? Sure, okay, um, come on in. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, so I don't want to get into it too much detail, right? But like, the, the point is that there is this uh, baseline. Um, I am willing to do private conversations for that kind of stuff, that kind of really sensitive stuff. Um, then, you know, then there's this middle ground, which is like, like the kind of stuff that, uh, he, he, you know, you and I are talking about, right? Like, you know, projects that would be fun to do together, you know, your, uh, you know, your own relationships w- with privacy on the internet that you negotiate for yourself is, is different than mine. Like you've got the setting, you know, you've got the dial tuned to a different place than I do. Um, y- you know, but it's, it's not like you're in danger. It's not like you're like, Chad, somebody's coming after me on GitHub and I, I need your help. Right. Um, you know, so th- in that case, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm I'm a little sad about it, but it's, you know it's an opportunity cost. I'm sorry, man. So like release gonna, early, release often. Uh, he's not gonna budge. Adam. I know, right? He's, 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 budge, he's right sorry. there. But that like that's the hard thing is like I love you, right? Like I want to work together with with you and with everyone else, and you know this is this is what I'm bringing to the table. You know, it's like uh, it, it. You know, the reason I'm doing it this way, like you know, I've got my reasons for doing it this way, just like you have your reasons for doing it that way. So it, I don't know. I guess I guess at the end of the day, there's an agree to disagree. You know, and uh, I and I can respect kind of that. That's that's where I was like, you know what? I don't want to. I could have responded and said, "No, you're a jerk. Come on, let's just talk offline." Right. But right. I didn't want to force you because I know what you're trying to do. I know your mission with GitHub, yeah. and I know where your heart's at. Yeah. So I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to question why you were doing yeah. it. I figured. Uh, yeah. You know, we can delay the conversation potentially and, you know, no yeah. harm, no foul. I'm not upset yeah. with you. I just wanted to point yeah. that out that you know, if you've yeah. got direct users of GitHub that have an issue with mm-hmm. uh, to some mm-hmm. degree with, you know, from a security standpoint, like you mentioned, then you have someone like me who's, you know, maybe from a business standpoint or maybe from a, just a yeah. community standpoint, how can we work together? And I don't yeah. want to air out the laundry like right away. I wouldn't mind obviously yeah. making everything open. We're mm-hmm. about open source and this yeah. the show goes on air once a week and this one in particular yeah, yeah. is live so we have no mm-hmm. problem with mm-hmm. what we say going out to the internet and being documented forever right 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 yeah so one of the things we've discovered is that the real world is kind of a, a pain in the ass for open companies <laughs> you know because it's like unless everybody's wearing google glass you know how are you going to record your your meeting that's face to face right um it's i don't know so but at the same time that 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 scopes it or there's you know there's only so much real life interaction that you can do and that provides i don't know 
Like if you and I run into each other at a conference or something, we end up going out for drinks or you know uh, going out and talking. Like that's great. That's perfect, right? Um, I'm not, you know, I don't not go to conferences because they're not broadcast live on the internet. You know, the whole time I'm there, right? So your pre- your like, preference is reality TV, and if not, if it's not available, then no problem. <laughs> well, I I've sort of I like the balance, right? I don't. You know, kind of what I've come to is like, I'm not going to be able to make any decisions about stuff, um, you know, in a in an offline face-to-face conversation, right? Um, you know, that that's part of what it comes down to is like anything that's actually going to move the needle on GitHub, anything that's actually going to be a decision that we make, like I might have a conversation with you about it privately, um, but if it's actually going to manifest as something real on the internet on GitHub, then it's going to have to go through the public vetting process in a GitHub issue or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I see a distinction there between the interpersonal level where it's like I can only interact with so many people in a day because I'm like a, you know, a bony gut bag that like walks around in meat space, right? And like that, that puts its own limits on what you can accomplish in gut bag space. And that's, uh, that's appropriate, right? You know, because phenomenologically, like I am a person, I want to interact with other people. Um, you know, and the, the internet's this sort of weird ether where you can interact with, you know, a billion people very tenuously. Um, and and so kind of both of those together are, are part of, uh, or I don't know, or they're both part of the equation for me, you know? And I don't know. This is where it gets more nuanced, right? It's like it's not, it's not a, it's not a simple open companies. Everything has to be open, transparency, radical transparency. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is where it gets more interesting, right? Too, right. right. And it's so. The, I think we've been on this particular topic for a bit, and it's not not in a bad way, but it's it's so. The reason I think it's really important is because. It's at the yeah. heart of you, and it, you're at the heart of GitHub, so it's at the heart of your story. Yeah. So anyone who's listening to this knows that you're, to some yeah. degree, radically transparent. You have a yeah. open company initiative. You're leading the charge in some way. In, in some ways, you're in uncharted territories. I mean, in many, many ways, right? <laughs> this is brand new. I think you had Absolutely. opencompany.biz, which now redirects to some other domain that is, the I think, oh, so the idea has evolved to opencompany.org, and I think you've even yeah. merged some relationships and, and whatnot, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we launched this open company initiative uh, with balance payments and uh, a couple others, and and it's it's small, and we're just kind of you know seeing where it goes. But the idea is let's get together companies that are interested in these kind of themes, and uh, you know and just talk to one another and and share experience and whatnot. Um, so it's manifesting as an annual. Looks like it's going to manifest as an annual event. Uh, you know, we did it a couple months ago in in San Francisco, and we'll probably do it again next year. Um, yeah, it's a pretty light touch there, but. Yeah. So it sounds like there's there's two you have two kind of tenets of an open company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second of which, which you said, is charge as little as possible. And I guess that is the one that that to me doesn't seem as so much as open in the sense of transparency. Right. But maybe it's open in a different way. Can you speak to why that's mm-hmm. you know number two on the list of things yeah. that open company should do? Yeah. So one of the things uh, we've been saying in the open company conversations is transparency is sharing information and openness is sharing control. Okay. So, so when I publish, um, you know, when Buffer publishes their salaries publicly, that's sharing information. That's transparency. Right. Right. When I open up my issue tracker, uh, you know, to your feedback and you can come and create issues on my issue tracker, like balance does with their dashboard, for example, 
right? That's sharing control. That's letting users, uh, you know, yeah, in some ways, this is stuff that's done you know, with like user voice and get satisfaction, whatever, that kind of stuff too. Right. But sharing control. And so for me, the, um, the charge as little as possible thing is part of sharing control. Because really, you know, from that initial blog post, like a year and a half ago or two years ago or whatever, when I put out the initial blog post, GitHub is an open company, I said it was three things, share as much as possible, charge as little as possible, and don't compensate employees. So that's kind of, it's evolving and we haven't, you know, come up with a really clear articulation of, uh, of how it's evolved. But, um, but, but basically the idea around money is like, I'm even giving, I'm giving the users control over my money too, right? It's like not only, not only can you determine which way the product is going, but you're going to determine how much money you make how much from it's it. worth to you. Yeah, exactly. You're going to determine how much it's worth to you. You're, you're making your full living on GitHub, right? Pretty much, man. Yeah. So that, that was like, that was part of this two year window is like, all right, is GitHub going to reach the bottom rung of sustainability <laughs> within two years? You know? So my runway is about done. Um, you know, the, the good news is we do have Ash Dryden, who's, you know, up to like 800 bucks a week now and, you know, advertises on her profile that she's 95%, like 95% of her income comes from GitHub. So clear answer. Yes, you can make a living on GitHub. No questions asked. Done. Ash is doing it. Um, there's other people that are that are trying as well. You know, obviously not as successfully as Ash. Um, yeah, I I pull what four or five hundred bucks a week from it between what's given to me personally and what I take from the GitHub team, um, which is almost enough. It's not quite. I was gonna say you have four kids and a wife. I have so. four kids and a wife and a mortgage. Yeah, so I've been burned down. So I've been living off of uh, GitHub and savings and welfare. Uh, for the past couple of years, and the the savings are about done, and uh, yeah, so we're I, I we still have a week or two to figure out a week or know, two. What happens? Next. Are you being serious no. with a week or two, or are you, are you is that a joke? Oh no no no, that's that's not. Well, I was saying a week or two to that one year, oh, okay. or that June first two year deadline. But uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a conversation I'm having with my wife right now. Is all right, you know, I you know the one question is, do I still want to work on GitHub? And the answer is yes, right? Like I believe in this. I think it's going well. Um, and, you know, the second question is, all right, how we make that work for the, you know, for the next few years. Uh, and, you know, so we're sorting that out. We, we listed our house on Airbnb. So I've got, a, you know, our first visitors showing up tonight. And so, but, but then I, but then I'm like, all right, but I want to do pay what you want. I don't want to, you know, if I'm going to get some money from outside of GitHub, I don't want it to, you know, like, I don't want to charge people anymore for stuff that this is, I just wrote, a an exposition of our mission statement, which is on the building GitHub website. There's so many things to catch you guys up yeah, on. So we have these are topics we want to hit, so don't, don't, yeah. feel, I mean, I want to, I wanted to pause just for one second before we go there, if yeah. you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, two years ago, when July 12th, 2012, when you first launched GitHub, you wrote a post, I believe in GitHub. And in yeah. there you said, you know, you said lots of stuff, obviously, but one of the key things I pulled out to, to earmark for the show is just to kind of just, put some truth there and some fact. And this is a good time to, to mention that is your goal at the time was 2000 a week. You're at Woo. just under 500 a week. And yeah. we're obviously having this conversation. So everyone's kind of caught up, but you know, oh, gosh, you know, great. that was a goal of yours and you're kind of, you're, you're, you know, you're 25% there, but by this time next year. So when did I post this? July 12th, 2012. Yeah. yeah so I didn't hit that July 12th, 2013. We're coming up on July, 2014. Um, right. So one of the things we've learned is that GitHub is a market for caring. 
what I mean by that is, you know, I was making whatever at my old job, but I had to do my old job, you know? And so the question is, how much would the internet have to pay you to quit your job and just not do anything? Like do whatever you wanted, right? Like, is it, 50% of what you were making before? Is it 80% of what you were making before? You know, like what's the difference between your salary now and what the rest of us would need to pay you to just quit your job and do whatever you wanted, right? Be unfettered. So for me, that's turned out to be a fairly high percentage, you know, like uh, about 80%. Um, you know, I'm making 20% of, of what I was making at my old job, roughly speaking, and I love it. Like I, I wouldn't go back, you know, so that $2,000 figure I put out, uh, two years ago, that was, uh, I was actually still, I think I was still employed. I think I, I finished up at that job at the end of July. Um, so I was still employed at that old job and that's, that was, that was driving that number, you know, but then the question has become like, what's it worth to me? You know, what's it worth to me to not, to have that no strings attached. I can wake up in the morning and work on stuff because I want to work on it. And not because I'm chasing a paycheck. Because yeah, there's there's value in that too. I mean, let's pause there for a second because you can make an income and be strapped mm -hmm. to a job and be not fruitful mm -hmm. for your family, not fruitful for the you know the internet yeah. or the rest of the world. However you want to pitch that, and but right. there's some extreme flexibility. There's some extreme um, freedom in the lifestyle yeah. you've chosen that is mm -hmm. separated from money. And, and I think. You know, from a first world country standpoint, there's many, many listeners to the change log, third world yeah. countries, uh, first world countries with many different yeah. hardships that I can't even imagine. But I'm in a privileged lifestyle and this is how it is. Right. But yeah. they don't always pin back to just money. You know, mm -hmm. our economy in this world, we all interact around money. And right. that's what we sometimes derive mm -hmm. value from, identity from. And you've yep. chosen a different lifestyle that has some freedom in it that maybe you don't make as much money, which is what the rest of the world yeah. thinks is value and what you yeah. need to make your lifestyle, but you've chosen yeah. a different path. Yeah, that's, that's true, man. And that's, that's, that's what I mean. That's what it's a market for, right. right? It's like, that's the question get it puts to you is like, what would we have to pay you? What would the rest of us have to pay you? Would we have to pay you the $200,000 you're making right now at your, you know, at your Silicon Valley, you know, job or, you know, or could we pay you 50,000 and you, you know, you'd be happy and, and productive, whatever. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, that's that. That's how that's evolved. So I'm no longer expecting two thousand dollars a week from GitHub. <laughs> well, I just yeah, I, the reason why I wanted to put up there is because a month at this point, you're a dreamer, right? And that that was well, that was probably a goal, but it was a wish. Mm -hmm. And and now we're yeah. at some reality, and you're making some serious choices for your family yeah. as well as for GitHub. So I just wanted to Absolutely. you know put that uh, that out there to see what your thoughts are on you know to reflect back on what your wishes and dreams were originally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, so we're asking those questions right now. We're trying to figure out, you know, it's, it's hard to lower expenses from where we're at right now, you know, so we're trying to figure out how to up the income. Um, you know, so we, my wife's been working, uh, the past couple, couple months, uh, you know, just doing stuff for a friend, uh, nothing long-term, but maybe, you know, maybe, maybe she needs to get a job in the fall when the kids go back to school, you know, our kids are starting to get older. I mean, this is all, this is all, this is all the personal stuff that, uh, I don't usually talk about on Twitter constantly, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to discuss it. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we we're renting out rooms on Airbnb. Okay. So the thing I wanted to say about that is that I have the rooms listed at the Airbnb minimum, 
and I'm saying pay what you want, right? So like I'm still, I'm looking for ways. Another thing that GitHub has gotten into or has, has evolved into is this idea of the pay what you want model, right? Humble Bundle is really good at it. Um, you know, they've kind of proven that it can work. Uh, and there's definitely, you know, there's, there's people studying it, right? Like this is a, this is a thing. Panera has tried opening a few pay what you want stores. So they're experimenting with it. So I think pay what you want is a real thing that's going to happen. Um, you know, get it with individuals is very much patronage, right? So I kind of think of get as being segmented into individuals and then companies, groups, uh, you know, organizations, whatever, like uh, that's two, two segments. So for individuals, it's patronage, you know, uh, I love you. I love what you're doing. Take this money and run with it. You don't need, you know, you don't need to know it's from me. It's anonymous go. Um, but then you've got like the GitHub team or, you know, these hacker spaces like sudo room that are using it now or model model view culture, Shanley's, uh, publication, you know, there, there's these teams, there's these aggregations that are using GitHub and they're, I don't know. I think we're going to end up seeing that it, that it evolves, uh, you know, it evolves into something a little different than the patronage model is with individuals, you know, um, even the open company org, uh, you know, the open company initiative, you know, if we want to fund that on GitHub, well, it'd be nice to know who the people are that are giving money to the open company initiative, you know, cause then you can call them your members. Right. Um, so we might need to relax some of those constraints around, you know, who can see who's giving what to whom. Um, but then also I think we want to find ways to use GitHub to support a pay what you want model shields, shields. IO the little readme badges. Yeah. Um, I ended up, uh, acquiring, did we talk, did this happen last time? No, but I acquired I, the shields. Yeah. Project. You acquired the, I was wondering it was, or I didn't pay attention to the finer details, but I know that you had some kind of batch. You, this is, goes back to what you said a little bit earlier in the show where you kind of had some, maybe some, mm-hmm. to some degree, private conversations. And then you had an open call about the merge. And I think you even mm-hmm. did like a fist bump virtually, right? Was, yes. 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 Yeah, Olivier and I, we met at Waza uh, last year at Heroku's developer conference uh, at the beginning of 2013 and, and didn't really, you know, I found out that he was working on Shield, but we didn't really have any conversation about it. But then people wanted it for GitHub, you know, people wanted a little GitHub badge to put on their readmes, um, you know, and Shields, uh, Shields at that point was just some Photoshop files and a design spec. Uh, there was nothing dynamic. There was no server, uh, server implementation, no server API, no web API for it or anything. And GitHub for our implementation, we needed something dynamic because we don't have just three states of badges, you know, pass, fail, build, pass, fail kind of thing. We wanted it to be more complex. We wanted it to be dynamic. So I ended up getting involved in writing an implementation of that uh, and then finding out, I don't know, it was, it was interesting because it was an exercise in cat herding. You know, what's, what's an easier project? What's an easier weekend project than hacking together an API server for readme badges? You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's something that, you know, any of us could do in an afternoon pretty much. And so a lot of us did. And so we ended up with all these different uh, implementations cropping up. And the, the genius thing we found to do, and it was Nathan Youngman, I think his name is. Uh, Nathan, uh, he's, he's up in Canada and his, uh, he's, he's a Go hacker and whatnot. And... Somehow we had the org badges, the GitHub org named badges, 
one of the, you know, somebody had, somebody had grabbed this and Nathan talked to this fella and agreed, this fella agreed to let us use this badges organization. And we just started gathering all of the different repos, you know? So I think we have like 10 or 12 in there now. If you go to GitHub org slash badges, let's see what's on there now. Um, you know, one, two, three, four, six, Yeah. So there's like over a dozen of these, uh, repos, a lot of them duplicated effort, you know, but, uh, when we, the pattern was we brought somebody in and we didn't take control of their project because of course the permissions don't change on any of those, right? Like it's just now it's under the, the badges repo, you know, badges, uh, you know, org instead of your personal GitHub account, uh, but it's still yours and you're still in charge of it and you're still running it however you want, you know, but it's shown to be part of this bigger effort. And that really was a key step in bringing everybody to the table and then saying, all right, here's the range of possibilities, you know, who actually has the energy to do this and which way, you know, and what's, you know, now that we've seen what all the possibilities for implementing this are, like what's going to be our way forward. And it's been a success as far as that goes. Um, you, you know, there's a, a fella, Espadrine is his, um, is his GitHub handle. Um, and he's running with it. So he's the day-to-day -day maintainer. Uh, you know, he wrote the current implementations and node implementation and he runs and maintains that project. Um, you know, but it had an input from, uh, the rest of the community and kind of, I don't know, it was an interesting, I, I had never had an experience before like that. And, and, you know, I want to hear, I mean, have you, do you have other examples of when that kind of thing has happened? Cause I, I thought it was pretty remarkable just the way that we brought together lots of different effort and kind of got it funneled in one direction. Like, do do you know of other uh, other projects that have evolved like that? None that come to mind hmm. for me. You know, I was just thinking. Yeah, if, you yeah know, me neither. You you guys are the open source. Uh, you know, you've you've got the the lay of the land in front of you. Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought it was really interesting. How We're evolved. keeping up just like everybody uh, else. I mean, there's there's. I was yeah. actually just talking to a listener yesterday, Daniel Lauzon, and he's uh, up from Ottawa, oh. Canada, and and he told me about Famous, this JavaScript front-end framework that's making mm -hmm. you know, interfaces easier. And I'm like, dude, I didn't even know mm -hmm. about that. And he's like, oh, I thought you would have yeah. known about it because, you know, I'm like, we literally are just keeping right. up just like you. No, you know, We yeah. just happen to be a part of yeah. making sure everyone's kept up, for lack of better terms. Yeah, yeah. blogging about it yeah. all. Podcasting. Um, Let's pause the show for just a minute and give a shout-out to our sponsors, TopTal. Uh, we've been working with TopTal for quite a while, and I'm thrilled about this relationship. I think they have... One of the most coolest, most unique ways to basically connect businesses who need really awesome elite engineers and also connect really awesome elite engineers to companies who have awesome work to do. So, uh, I mean, that's the biggest uh, biggest statement I can even give for them. But we, we thought it would make sense to take some time to circle back and talk to some of our listeners who have applied to TopTal and have been accepted because only about 2 to 3% of the engineers who apply actually make it past their strict elite engineering process uh, because they want the best, simply that. So Daniel Lauzon, a longtime fan and listener of the Changelog, is now living the dream as an elite engineer at TopTal. And I say living the dream because... He's now able to have 100% control of the types of projects and technology he's working on, as well as the rate he wants to charge. So Daniel earns 100% of his income as a top towel engineer and wanted me to pass on his seal of approval, so to speak, of the top towel experience. And for those of you out there who are freelancing or would like to test out freelancing or try out a no-risk 
freelance like project while you maintain your full time position to kind of mitigate that risk. You can you gotta check out TopTal. T O P T A L dot com. If you think you have what it takes, head to toptal.com slash developers to get started and tell them the changelog sent you. Um, right. So the you know Shields relates to GitHub in that the idea was let's fund this on GitHub. You know, this is gonna take some amount of effort going forward. So let's figure out a pay what you want model, right? So like everybody's got these GitHub, you know, these GitHub re- readme badges. They're all over the place. Every developer uses them. You know, what if everyone who used one of these chipped 10 cents a week in to the maintenance of the service that's behind it, right? As one uh, user, uh, you know, segment. And then the other is the vendors such as Travis and coveralls and uh, et cetera, et cetera. The ones that are actually, uh, you know, providing the uh, the badges, the services the badges relate to, you know, maybe they chip in a hundred bucks a week or something. You know what I mean? So it's like you've got the uh, the companies coming together and giving, you've got the users coming together and giving a lot, a little, and uh, and then you know we've got this funded. So now Aspergreen uh, is freed up to work on this and make it even better, and maybe we can bring some other people in the mix and make it happen even faster. Uh, so that that we haven't gotten over the hump on yet. I haven't. I haven't really put a lot of effort into that just because I've been traveling and doing other stuff and that hasn't been a priority for me, but it's kind of on the back of my mind, you know? So now that we've kind of settled the technology side of it, like let's figure out the funding side of it. Um, but that, I don't know. So that gets into a couple other things. Let me frame this by saying, and we're, we're at 1153. How long are we going today? We're, I'm going to think we're going to skip the final questions besides the call to arms. So we're going to skip the normal questions we do, which takes about 15 okay. minutes. So we, Let's Got let's it. say another twelve minutes. Is that cool for you, Jared? Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, right. So, what I've been learning, I, I think, one of the themes is over, over the past two years. I come out of the open source world. I come, you know, come at this with an open source mindset, and that's a very definite culture, right? Building a company and building a product means integrating and working with people coming from much different cultures, mm-hmm. right? So for example, visual designers, mm-hmm. right? Um, related to open source, related to development, but it's kind of its own thing, you know? So I've, you know, I've been on this uh, effort this year to try and bring design into GitHub, right? To try and, uh, Breathe with both lungs is how we've been thinking about it, you know, like so we can we can really deliver a world-class product. It's been challenging to interface with designers and to figure out how do designers fit in an open source culture. That's been a challenge, you know. Um, same thing, same thing with journalists, you know, how how does this open model uh, relate to journalism? Uh, we actually on the open company initiative, uh, uh, we we did an experiment where we tried to bring in journalists. So we had um, a woman named Bronwyn Clune, who's a, a columnist for The Guardian, and we were like, all right, let's try this experiment where you're writing content for us, um, but somehow you know it's it's funded through GitHub, and so you know it was this little experiment in open journalism or whatever, right? Um, didn't really go anywhere, and and part of that was, um, you know, I, I, I saw it as kind of a, a culture clash, right? Like the culture of journalism is not, uh, you know, is, is not the culture of open source necessarily. That's two. Um, number three is, um, you know, Shanley and, you know, everything we are hearing about last night 
not necessarily a fit with uh, the open source culture I come from. Um, you know, a, a perhaps a corrective to it in some ways. And then a fourth one that I'll bring up is investors. This is tying, you know, so tying together a few themes here. Uh, <clears throat> we started talking very early two years ago, uh, had a conversation with um, Andy Weissman, who's from Union Square Ventures. We had a long conversation pretty early after uh, GitHub launched. Where do investors fit, right? If GitHub is funded on GitHub, we'd charge as little as possible. Uh, you know, we uh, don't compensate our employees. Like, what, what's the role of the investor in this new, uh, you know, this, this trail that we're blazing? Didn't have an answer uh, for a couple of years. And then, actually, when I heard from Jason, uh, whenever it was last week, I guess, maybe was it wasn't this week? Last week. It occurred to me that now our Teams feature, which I forget, I don't know, we were maybe just launching it a year ago, but we've got this Teams feature now, uh, which is a whole other thing. And, and we'll have to talk about that next year because it's too big <laughs> for now. But it's, it's awesome. It's actually one of the most important things we're doing on Git It because it's how we say, um, you know, it's not just about being a rock star with, you know, 20,000 Twitter followers. That's not the only way to make money on GitHub. You know, you can be somebody who just does really good work and is, you know, um, you know, behind the scenes. You can join a team. And the team is pulling the money in on the pay what you want model, right? And then, it, you know, and you get a part of that. Um, so... You know, because we've got that Teams feature now, we may have a way to, you know, to bring investors into it. But then you're getting, you know, then it's, then it's business. I don't know. Then you're talking about marketing right. again, right? It's like, how do you bring marketing into this? How do you, how do you, I mean, that's where we're at with Shield. It's like, so now we need the marketer to come in and say, here's the website we're going to build, you know, and, and, and drive that end of it, the business side of it, um, which is, I don't know. Yeah. So we've, so I feel like all of these roles that we're used to, uh, you know, all these roles that we already have, have, uh, have some future in this, uh, you know, thing that we're discovering together. Right. Um, and I don't know exactly what those look like yet, but we're having a lot of fun finding out <laughs> as we go along. You seem to be every new hurdle you get past or every new, um, mm -hmm. I guess, roadblock blocker, uh, you find a new one, you know, from the, like, you know, all these, <laughs> it just seemed like each new challenge gets, uh, yeah. you know, has another challenge right behind it. And I don't yeah. want to be discouraging when, when, to say this, but I, I sometimes wonder in myself how much more steam yeah. you particularly have left in your engine because you're 80% mm -hmm. of the fuel behind GitHub. You know? Yeah. I have a lot of steam, man. I have tons of steam. What I need is a little more money. <laughs> you know, if, if I had... You know, if we can figure out how to get an, an angel investor in here and, you know, give us a little breathing room, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe like one of our guys working on the team moved to Nicaragua. So he, he quit his job and moved to Nicaragua so he could lower his burn rate and, you know, work on GitHub full time. That's and commitment right there. That's for sure. Yeah, right. That's humbling. That's like, so it isn't just Chad. Anymore. Yeah. Like that's the exciting thing. It's like we do have people. I'm not the only one working on full time. In fact, we're supposed to have a stand up in a couple minutes here, right, with, with the team. So it's not um, – the good news is it's not just Chad. Um, we do have a team. I have people handling support you know, frontline support, and then they escalate right. to me if we need to. So, so the pieces are coming together. It's just, you know, it's, it, it's chicken and egg and we're boiling the ocean and that just takes a little longer than usual. You know, so I let me ask at, you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Sure. 
give me a moment to set this up because it might be kind of just a long setup. But okay. uh, are you familiar with Patreon, which is, seems to be? Oh uh, my gosh, I was just about to bring Patreon into this, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah. I don't need to do that. But uh, okay, yeah, let's so, go there. Let's go there. Okay, I'm gonna go there briefly, um, just because you know you're talking about the patronage model, and I just remember there was another website doing patronage, and I've been on their website kind of comparing, contrasting Patreon and GitHub. Yeah, and they seem to be have more steam. They have, uh, you know, a few bigger names in the arts, uh, especially in podcasting and kind of online media. Mm-hmm. People making eleven thousand dollars a month via the patronage model. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think to myself, what's the difference between where you're at? And, and I don't know their whole backstory. Maybe they're older. I'm guessing they're not. They have, they're I'm not. They're younger. They have funding. They they have funding. So they're they're not setting the plows deep. They're not funded on their own platform. They skim off the top. Uh-huh. Right. So they're not setting the plows deep. So they're you know, it's not making it easier on themselves. Um, well, yeah. Another way to say that. Yeah, that would be another way to say it. You know, so you know, their background is, um, you know, Jack Conti. We did a call, Jack and I, and uh, and uh, and Len Kendall from Sent Up and Linus from uh, from Flatter. We did a call, the four of us. Uh, it was mm-hmm. like. Two weeks after Patreon launched or something, right? So it was yeah. it, maybe it hadn't even launched yet. It was like really early in their cycle, in their life cycle, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, right? And then, and ever since, and I've been watching uh, Google Trends. You know, I'll go to mm-hmm. Google Trends and look at GitHub and Patreon. It's like, all right, so that's what a hockey stick looks like. <laughs> <laughs> like God damn it, right? Yeah. And so I get so burned, man. It's like, why, yeah. why is that not us? And and I get really discouraged when I look at it from that point of view, right? This is, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the call, and this is what I had in mind, right? Like, I get really discouraged when I look yeah. at the Google trend search for Patreon and get it because Patreon is hockey-sticked, right? And people are coming to me and being like, hey, do you yeah. know about Patreon? Like, my non-tech friends are like, do you know about Patreon? It's like, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Right? Well, <laughs> yeah. I didn't Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. didn't bring it up in, in order to do that to you. <laughs> well, so uh, look. Sorry, Paul, but let me ask you yeah, this. Yeah, because yeah, the other yeah. thing I noticed on their homepage is, like, yeah. featured in TechCrunch. And I started thinking about your situation with TechCrunch. Yeah. And then They're I asked playing myself, that game, man. They're playing I the game. They, this. They've got two million dollars of capital, right? right? They took investment. Like the the they have two founders. The one guy is Jack, who's the front man that everybody sees because he's the YouTube star, right? right? So he's already plugged into this scene. Like YouTube stars have fans. Open source programmers don't have fans, you know. So it's like he's already plugged into a scene and tapped into a market and like speaking the language of a culture of you know this crew that has fans and has reach beyond what I do, right? So that's what Jack's bringing to the table. And his friend, uh, Sam, I think it is, I don't remember. But you know, his co-founder is the technical co-founder who's a serial co-founder who's you know, already had you know, two previous companies that he's done. They're in Silicon Valley. They're in San Francisco. You know, they're playing the game straight down the middle. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, and they're, yes, and so featured in TechCrunch and Wired and blah, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, and this is what it looks like. So... I don't know. So I kick myself because I'm like, do I really? I hit this a week or two ago. I was like, do I really believe in GitHub again? You know, like well, it's my question back. is more is more. Uh, I'm now hypothesizing that perhaps you know you would have been in TechCrunch. Maybe you would have had an investment if it wasn't for the open strategy. And so yeah. my question, yeah. like, framing all this is, yep. is GitHub success more important, or is your open uh, the radical transparency Ooh. more important to you, Chad. <laughs> Good question. I mean, just oh, boy, it's I really hard. I that that's what's holding it back. It might not be what's holding it back, but so it is. so to me, they're the same, right? Like GitHub is it is open company. You know, mm-hmm. like GitHub GitHub for me is um, is this idea that I can wake up in the morning and I can give, I can give, um, I can live out of a place of gratitude and generosity, and I can 
give freely of my labor and my resources without asking anything in return, right? And that is not what Patreon is building. And so we're not even competitors when you look at it that way. Like, okay. so in my view, it's like, we're not even competitors. You know, like if, if Patreon wants to compete with me, then they need to be funded on their own platform and it needs to be no strings attached gifts, you know? And then mm-hmm. I'll just go, you know, work on their platform. Like I can't work on their platform. They could come work on mine because I'm totally open. I couldn't go work on their platform. Like I, that's, that's, yeah, it's apples and oranges when I really get down to it, you know? Gotcha. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't separate there is the no open company thing from from GitHub. Yeah, that's where we're going. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Maybe a year from now, I'll just be well. So this is what we need to get. Uh, so what would what would I have done instead of? We'll do these quickly. What would I have done instead of GitHub? What would I be doing if I wasn't doing GitHub? Yeah. Oh man, I was so ready to just give up on the internet and go move in with the Amish um, yesterday, but. We worked through that. I would, I would be Amish if I could. That's what I would do. <laughs> Short answer there. My hero is still Guido Van Rossum, the creator of PyCon, Python, and PyCon, I guess, by extension. Um, I, I got to actually with Kenneth. Um, I texted Kenneth. I uh, hadn't seen him. At a, you know, hadn't really sat down with him for for a couple conferences. And I said, Kenneth, let's get together for supper. He said, Okay, cool. Let me see if that works out with the other folks I'm with. And it ended up being me and Kenneth and uh, and and Mike and Madi from Ottawa and Guido, the five of us went out to dinner together, right? And so nice. I, I ended up like getting to have dinner with Guido and it was like, hi, I'm Chad, I'm Guido. And so I got to actually meet him after a decade of doing Python stuff, which is pretty special. So he's, and he's still my hero. I like that guy. He's doing great. Call to action. Ha. Ah. Go fund somebody on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, yeah. Oh, no. You know, go work for the, go work for the, the man, the crowd man. The crowd man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, go, go give your labor away, but only in response. You know, only, only because other people give you money for it. Don't give your stuff away for free. That's not the future. Hold, hold on. Don't share. Oh. Am I being bitter? Are we ending on a don't, bitter note? Yeah, I was going to say, don't end like that. Be, give an honest call yeah. to arms. I mean, okay. think about it like this. you got a lot of listeners that are thinking, I want to support GitHub. I don't know how to do it. How can okay. I do it? So this is where I'll bring in building GitHub. We have a new site um, called building.gitup.com. And that site uh, is, is new this year. And it's our documentation site for our team, for people working on GitHub. Right, so you go there, and it starts with a big picture. It says, "Here's what our mission is. Here's where we're going," and then it zooms in and says, "Here's the process we use. Here's our brand guidelines. Here's how we understand our audience and who we're working towards." It answers all those big questions, and then it hopefully gets you plugged in uh, to the issue tracker and understanding how we work, and gets you into GitHub and into IRC. So that is the place to start if you want to help us hack on GitHub, and if you want to use GitHub. Then use GitHub, GitHub.com uh, for you know support. Think here's the question: Who inspires you? Who is the one person that you love what they're doing and you want to give them a quarter a week? Go to GitHub.com and set that up now, even though that funnel is pretty leaky. But go do it anyway. How about well, that? You can also support GitHub directly on there as well as Wit five three seven, which apparently yes. would also support GitHub directly. I believe. Yeah. If you like what we're doing, we're there. Awesome. But GitHub will work for me because it's working for everybody. You know. So 
do that. There were. Uh, I want to circle back with you maybe some other way. I, I feel like when we get to the end of these calls, sometimes we don't get all the things in there. Was the some stuff with DHH uh-huh. and open source specific to the uh, listeners right. that are going to be close to their heart. They're thinking like, why don't you talk about mm. his call with DHH and funding open source? Oh, uh, so I think we'll have to. Dude, I love that. I love when you sit down and talk to somebody for 45 minutes. They're a real yeah. person. You know? That was a cool conversation. I, honestly, I love that. <laughs> I think it's really powerful. I'd love to see more of that. I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, if you don't mind, yeah. we'll, we'll put a post on the change log. Uh, with okay. that video in it, and I'd like to just maybe yeah. even do something different, break our normal mode of like maybe do another follow up call. Mm-hmm. I mean, who says you can't be on here twice in okay. one year? It doesn't really matter to me. I just want to have. I think you're doing some pretty cool yeah. stuff, and people need to know about it. It's a long okay. story short. Appreciate you know, it, man. really. And I, I don't uh, want you. I mean, yeah. almost is cool and all, but don't go do that. Keep doing the get up thing. <laughs> well, yeah. And everybody who's listening, go to well, get up right now. Give to teams you love. Give to people you yeah. love. Um, yeah. you know, whether they're activists, whether they're open source, it doesn't yeah. matter. Figure out who's on there. And if they're not on there, GitHub has a way to bring them on there easily for you. So go and, and figure out who inspires you and, and truly give and, and maybe even be, become a receiver yourself. And if you're a company, on go there. on there too and give. Yeah. Hopefully we'll make it easier. We'll improve the product. It'll be easier for everybody. We'll all do it together. Yeah. Well, you know, Chad, yeah. I'd, I'd love to keep you on the show for as long as we, 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 we'd love to kidnap you and just talk to you for, for yeah. years on end, honestly. But, um, yeah. you know, as much as we, we can be, we want to be an encouragement to you. We want to be encouragement to Thanks, the contributors of GitHub, um, whatever we can to support you in the future now and, and in the future. Let us know. We'll be there for you. We're, we're uh, brothers and sisters in arms, so to speak. So don't don't feel like you're an island. You're not an island. We're, we're, we're the tree on your island. So. Awesome. Um, before we close, I want to give another shout out to um, our sponsors. We got Rackspace, CodeShip, and uh, TopTal who support this show. So thank you for their support. And as a matter of fact, all three of those are not only uh, sponsors of the Changelog, but they're also partners with the Changelog. So that's that's really neat. They they care about our long term future. So they've put roots in the Changelog and they care. So that's uh, that's super awesome. And if you haven't yet, Very we cool. shoot out a weekly email. It's been a little on a small hiatus, but uh, Tune in, you know, because we got some some fun stuff coming up. So, thechangelog.com/slash/weekly to get updates on fresh and new open source in your email inbox every week. Uh, Chad, again, thank you so much for for coming and talking to me and Jared. It's been an absolute pleasure. Listeners, thank you for listening, tuning in live. If you're tuning in live uh, next week, uh, we're getting better at making sure our schedule is full. So next week we have Felix Gleisendorfer coming on the show. Talking about robotics, uh, node copter. If you're into drones of any sort, tune into this show. It's going to be a blast. But uh, that's the topic uh, for next week. But until until then, let's uh, let's say goodbye. Very cool. Thanks for having me on the show, you guys. Yep. Thanks we'll for see coming. Ya. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>